It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, January 19th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is still not recovered from that Owen Tippett goal. Yeah, that was crazy. So good. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the complete game against the Dallas Stars, plus preview the next game against the Colorado Avalanche and look beyond all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology and coming to us from the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, we are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. You can find us over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, so Owen Tippett has goals in six out of the last seven games for us. Yeah, he's picked it up. I mean, he has, um, you know, post game, he was talking about the team having a lot of confidence, him having a lot of confidence. I also was kind of thinking, and I was talking to this um, in a few, with a few people in the press box, I think the Flyers play better defensively in front of Urson. And I do think right now it's that backup goalie mentality. And I'm not calling Urson the backup, but I'm just saying he kind of is still until said otherwise. And I do feel like they play stronger games with him in net because they also feel like he's not going to give up any rebounds where Hart, Hart sometimes does, although Hart's got other attributes that are great too. But I do feel like that's a thing now. Yeah, it is interesting because when you look at the Dallas Stars, we in our preview, we're like, oh, my God, there's this guy and this guy and this yeah. guy we got to watch out for. And, you know, it took until midway through the second period before the Stars even got anything going. Yeah, no question. And look, they're, they're missing Haskin and he plays 27, 30 minutes sometimes. I get it. But they really did hold him down, though, in, in a lot of ways. And. I didn't care that it was 20 to one. I know everybody was gasping over that. What I, what I cared about was just because even when it was 20 to one, the stars had scoring chances. They just didn't hit the net. Right. They were close. But I just, you know, you could see that they were just um, better offensively. They just had more to it offensively and they weren't going to be denied on that. And, and that's a big deal. And I just feel like the better, you know, the more saves Urson made, the more confidence they got. I felt like he really helped their confidence grow because at 2-1, you know, who knows, right? It could go either way. And then I, I feel like, you know, when they started the third period, they got that goal from Atkinson. It's a big goal, you know, yeah. a power play goal, which is, you know, now they're at least getting getting them once in a while. You know, that's another thing. If they started to get that monkey off their back, they're always they're also going to feel more confidence. Yeah, and I also thought it was, you know, looking at that first period where it felt like, you know, the ice was tipped way in the flyer's direction because yeah. of that shot differential. But if you look at it, I think that Dallas did actually a good job defensively making the shots difficult for the flyers. Yes. And that's what, that's why more of them did not go in, but like 
you know, a little ways into the second period, once the game opened up a little bit more and Dallas was doing that less, that's when the Flyers shot quality got better. And that's when the puck started going in the net. Yeah, no question. That, that, that was a, uh, a big deal. And yeah, Dallas really didn't have an answer for it for most of the night. So that's a good thing for the Flyers. Again, you know, Tippett, you know, that's just, you know, I made fun. I said it was a Ty Webb goal for, for people who don't know Ty, <laughs> Ty Webb. That's from Caddyshack when he goes, na 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 And just like anything would go in. He's like that hot right now where just anything's right. going to go in. So uh, we all just looked at that like, yeah, that was a crazy goal. Like it would be hard to explain that goal and just doing it live. So, yeah, yeah. that was that was fun. And yeah, they're they're having fun right now. So that's, you know, that's a big thing. But again, like we always say, other teams in the division are winning too, so they're going to have to keep winning. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is that I think, you know, a little ways into the game, if you had said like what's going to be the most memorable thing about this game, you would have said that Morgan Frost pass. Right. Yeah, you would have. You're right. And um, so I don't want to diminish what Morgan Frost did in this game because I think that he had a really solid game um, coming away with two assists and that that one in particular was was quite remarkable. Yeah, the, the one in particular, apparently they had been practicing in practice once in a while and saw it where there was a possibility in the game. But again, he's on the sideboard. He has to shoot it. He has to pass it between his legs to a spot on the ice. And the other guy has to get to that spot. And it's not the easiest right. thing to do. And, you know, honestly, I think only about two guys on the Flyers could do it. You know him and connect the. I don't know if anybody else really is capable of doing it. Katori could do stuff like that in front of the net, but not you know not like that. And yeah, but Frost also was good. Um, he was good. He had he was physical. He was really you know extra amped up tonight. But again, this is why I never want to see the skill level of Morgan Frost out of the lineup because he has another layer of skill that just other guys don't have. And you know you have to have that to win some of the games in the NHL. So you know. It's good that he's in there. Yeah, and um, good to have Sean Couture and uh, Jamie Drysdale back in the lineup. And I think, you know, having Drysdale back especially, you could just see the difference in the power play. Like, you sure. could see there was there was more of a chance that something was going to go and the opportunities were going to be better because of his calm presence out at the point. Yeah, no question about that. Um, you know, he's the way he moves the puck and passes it. He definitely makes more opportunities uh, for guys. We'll see if it, you know, it's slightly better, the power play. It still has room to go, and, and maybe he'll yep. get him there. You know, so that's that's something. You know, it's nice for Atkinson to get the goal. The only thing I'm noticing on Atkinson, though, I don't think his shot has what used to be on it. On it. So, like, when they feature him as a shot on the power play, I'm almost thinking there are better guys to go with at this point. Like, it's no offense to Cam, but maybe he should play down low or something where he can pick off a rebound because I, I don't think his shot's fooling anybody anymore. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, obviously he's in a much better way than he was and, you know, getting yeah. back on the board again, um, you know, proving that it's, you know, there could be com some consistency to his game now, which is a good thing. Um, but it's like using what he does well in the best way possible in order to to make it you know the most effective way to have him out there yeah i and i think maybe the most effective way is to have him closer to the net i'm thinking that more and more so we'll see you know what adjustments they make with that but yeah good game no question next game is going to be hard too harder i should say <laughs> yeah but we keep saying that and, and I they know. keep like we they keep you know 
I think, outperforming themselves against these Central Division teams that are really good. Yeah, no and, question. And um, I think that it's not something that was expected, but as you see it develop, you're like, yeah, th this team actually can do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just the, with the 11-7, I, I don't know what the record is with the 11-7. I, I have a feeling they still have a losing record with the 11-7, though. And so I wouldn't want to roll the dice on the 11-7 next game like we talked about, but... Or like know. we will talk about in yes. the next segment. Yes, like Kreskin. Um, but uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I would like to see Bobby Brink draw back in, especially against the yeah. Avs. Uh, that's a team yep. that, you know, he certainly sh would get pumped up for. We'll see what happens. Like, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen yet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, it has been wonderful to see. Uh, love that win streak uh, added to for the Flyers five in a row. Now, uh, let's make it six. Uh, we are facing the Colorado Avalanche next, and we are going to talk about that team coming up. We're all driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Listeners of Locked on Flyers will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visible at Indeed.com slash Locked On. Just go to Indeed.com slash Locked On right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on Locked On Flyers. That's Indeed.com slash Locked On. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NFL playoffs have been wild and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. Uh, I'll tell you, for this week, I'm going to say be bold and take the Kansas City Chiefs and the money line over the Buffalo Bills. They can play in the cold weather. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Next week on the show, of course, we are going to talk about this very Flyers versus Avalanche game that we're about to preview, plus the second half of that back-to-back -back against the Ottawa Senators. We'll have our nemesis of the week on Monday and cover the rest of the Flyers action heading into the All-Star break. So Russ, the Colorado Avalanche, um, they are in second in the Central before last night's game. Uh, they played last night the same time as the Flyers versus Stars. We're talking about this before we know the results of that game. Um, sandwiched in between the Dallas Stars and the Winnipeg Jets. Jets have a couple games in hand, but uh, Avs are playing well, 8-2 and two in the last 10. Um, but you know, the biggest news with the Avalanche is kind of an off-ice situation with Nishushkin um, entering the NHL substance program. Yeah, yeah, that took him, uh, or at least took me by surprise. So that's, you know, that's going to hurt him a little bit. But they do have a lot of talent. I don't know. 
um, if that's really going to get them off their winning ways. It's just, yeah, it's just it's a missing ingredient. Uh, and Gabriel Landeskog, you know, may end up playing this season. Like, he's starting to skate. So, for yeah. the teams that have to face the Avalanche when he's back in there, that could be something, too, but that won't be this game. Uh, before last night's game in Boston, they won versus the Ottawa Senators, the Flyers' next opponent, uh, lost to the Habs, but then they won three in a row versus the Bruins. Uh, they shut out Vegas, and they won against the Leafs as well. So they've been playing very consistently, 8-2 uh, and two in their last 10, like I said. And like this is a team where I think at the beginning of this season – there were some question marks there and could they keep up with the rest of the West? But I think they have proven that they can absolutely do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question they can. Uh, I know people point to their save percentage and Georgiev. I still think Georgiev is an excellent goalie and he has a lot of experience against the Flyers. If he were to play that game, the last time they played the Flyers, they played the backup. They could end up playing the backup again, but you know, we're not sure which way that's going to go. The, the thing is, Something to to keep an eye on. Um, as we're recording, Kel McCarr has a chance to be the fastest defenseman to ever score 300 points, faster than Bobby Orr, which is incredible. Uh, if he doesn't do it in the next game, if he's coming into the Flyers game needing to do it, I would watch out. I would watch out anyhow. The thing, right? I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, because then it's you know he he's gonna try and get that, and the team's gonna try and get it for him just to so they can move on too. The thing about this game is I expect Jamie Drysdale to be back for this game, but mm -hmm. this is the game where you don't want him to be a rover because if he's a rover, he could be chasing McCarr all over the ice. Like this is a game where you need to have like defensive zone structure. You can't, you can't play the avalanche man to man. You can't not when no. one of the men is a giant like Rantanen and the other one is a linebacker like Nathan McKinnon. Like you, you can't do it. You got to play zone defense. You got to block shots. And you can't have one guy just, you know, playing whatever position, you know, he wants on the ice that he sees fit in Drysdale. I don't think that's a good idea. Don't have him roving in this game. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you know, he's going to to some degree because that's his game. But I think that um, it would be wise for him to hold back a little bit because I think that in this game, the Flyers D and goaltending is going to be huge. Um you know, if you look at certain stats for these teams, you know, you look at the av shooting percentage super high, but they they also like the Flyers take a ton of shots per game. They're in the in ninth in the NHL, uh, 32.2. The Flyers are at 33.6. Um, and, you know, they're right next to each other in high danger chances for percentage rankings, but the Avs are way ahead in high danger chances for per 60, which means that for the percentage balancing out situation, the Flyers D and goaltending is doing a ton of the work there to balance out that high danger chance percentage. Right. But their D is, is really dynamic because you have, you know, you've got Devin Taves and McCarr, both those guys can score a lot. You've got Sam Gerrard who could score a lot, and Manson, who's, who's no slouch. Um, Byram's not going to be in this game. Uh, probably better for him since, you know, he was talked about in those trade talks with the Flyers. Right. You know, so it's probably just better that he doesn't have to, you know, deal with that or add, answer anything about that. Flyers killer, no matter what team he's on, Miles Wood is on oh. the team. And no matter <laughs> if he's on the third line or the fourth line, if he's playing, 
he is going to give the Flyers fits because I don't know what it is, but he looks like he's the fastest guy on the ice, and he gets these quick strike chances that I just shake my head at every time. I know. And it's going to be infuriating when we watch it happen because, you know, Miles Wood is having a eh, season, for lack of a better word, you know, seven goals, seven assists. But, you know, could he rack up a couple against the Flyers? Absolutely. So I would I would keep an eye out for him. Um, I also think, you know, given everything that um, on the good side of things for the Avs, I think it's really nice that Jonathan Drouin is finding some success. Yeah. Um, with the avalanche and he's benefiting obviously from, you know, being on a line with McKinnon and mm-hmm. Rantanen, but he's having himself like considering everything he's been through, you know, he's got 25 points right now. I think that's pretty solid for him. I mean, he's adding more than I thought. I mean, I watched, I've watched both those guys play yeah. together in junior hockey on the same line and that's a long time ago. And so, right. you know, he's had a lot of tip talk, you know, turns in his career since then. Um, but yeah, if, if he's back on track, you know, that's a line that gives a lot, that has a lot of speed and skill. So that, and that's just one line that does it. Then if you get down to right. the third line, you know, Johansson's having a, a really nice year from a goal scoring perspective and yeah. you got Cogliano speed and Kivaranta while he's not doing a lot scoring wise, he's a big body. And so like he right. does other things on that line, but Cogliano still has speed and then you know, like I said, you, you do have to watch out a little bit for Johansson. So they have three lines that could score. Right. And I, I think that that's going to be the key here is that, you know, I can see the Flyers wanting to go 11-7 against this team just because they're going to have to try and keep up and they're going to want fresher legs on defense here. But I I just caution that because I think the matchups are going to be harder to figure out when you're 11-7 and you're like trying to figure out which two to send out, um, it, that it makes more sense to come up with solid pairings, in my opinion, uh, against this team. But um, it does seem like an obvious 11-7 situation from what we know of the Flyers uh, this season. It does. It does. Although... You know, I would hate for Brink to sit this game, too, because I feel like uh, this is one where, you know, he's playing, you know, against the Avalanche, clearly a team he watched when he was younger. He went to college in Denver. Like, this would be a game I think he would get very amped up yeah. for. And I would like to see him, you know, get a chance to to do something against them, but I'm not sure that that's going to happen. We'll see. Right. And uh, we talked a little bit about goaltending. Um, you know, the Flyers do have a much better save percentage overall. Um, and I honestly don't think it matters which goaltender plays in this game. I'm sure it's going to be Carter Hart. Well, now but, I think we know it's Hart. But honestly, would not matter either way. And for, no, me, for me, it does. I really wanted Urson in this game because I felt like he might be able to frustrate him because he doesn't give up as many rebounds. Hart will. And the problem is if Hart has one stick gaff, it's going to be in the back of the net against this team because chances are he's going to do it with, you know, with somebody super skilled on the ice. Right. That's the the worry that I would have with Hart against the uh, the Avalanche in this one. That's a fair point. I can, I can see what you're saying there. Um, yeah. And, you know, for the, the Avs, I think Yorgiev is, is going to get the start, yeah. but, um, but we'll see what they decide to do there. 
in the meantime, uh, the Flyers have a back-to-back this weekend. So on Sunday, they face the Ottawa Senators, who are just in a weird state right now. Um, And sort of beyond that, we want to take a look ahead to next week and the last few games before the All-Star break. And we will do that coming up next. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows like Locked On NHL, covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. Like I said, Russ, uh, the Sands are the second half of the back-to-back at home in afternoon games. Uh, That's a dinger always when you have back-to-backs in the afternoon for the Flyers. And Senators are such a conundrum to me because, you know, all signs at the beginning of the season were pointing to them being better this year. And they made some key moves. Um... But it just has not panned out. They are three and seven in their last 10. They're at the bottom of the Atlantic. They're starting to drift out of uh, even remote chance of making the playoffs this year. And I think, you know, some people might have put them as maybe not definitely going to make the playoffs, but maybe going to compete for a wild card spot this year. Like, what do you think's going on in Ottawa? What I think's going on is, you know, they had that front office shakeup. Then they kind of went status quo with a coach that was going to be fired at some point, DJ Smith. Right. So I think that hurt the team a little bit. Then you had Jacques Martin come in there for a little bit. Um, and I think that was okay. And I think there's players there now that are worried about being traded. I think there are players there now that like just are a little demotivated. And I think there's players there that are kind of like, like looking towards the future. I do. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's always a weird sign when Chikorin was supposed to be like a central part of this team moving forward. And now there's like, you know, trade rumors about him again. Um, Tarasenko is rumored to be asked to waive a no trade clause. Mm -hmm. So like uh, that is not a good sign. No, I mean, he's having a bad year. I mean, He's been having a bad year and change. So I don't think Tarasenko is the same guy anymore. So if he's in there, sure, he could be a little bit of a threat. But he, yeah, he, he doesn't want to be there. That's obvious. So he'll definitely be out. Now, Chickler wants to be there. He likes playing in Ottawa. His dad goes and watches his games. So right. I don't know what they're going to do about that one. Like that one, we'll see. I'm not sure about that. And then, you know. They got this old timer there, Claude Giroux, who, you know, probably doesn't want to do Never much. heard of him. <laughs> probably doesn't want to do much against the Flyers. Nope, not at all. Um. <laughs> he had three assists in the game against the Avalanche recently. He's point a game player, just about one point down. But, you know, he's a 36-year-old. Don't worry about him, folks. Yeah, that's going to be tough. It is always tough when he comes back into the building. Yeah. Um, in some ways, I think, you know, with him in Ottawa, it's easy to, like, put him away on a shelf um, right. and not really pay attention. Claude on the shelf. Yeah. And just like, you know, you've, you remember the, the good days with him and that, you know, he doesn't exist anymore. At least this is what I do. Maybe this is just me. But it um, sounds like you, but probably a few other yeah. people, too. 
Yeah, but then like when he comes back in the building, you're like, oh, right, he's still playing and like all these emotions come back. And um, so it's tough, but I'm sure it's, it's tough for him, too. And but he uses it as motivation because that's who he is. Right. There's no question he's going to use his motivation. There's no question he's going to want to play his best game. He will actually try and buddy up with the other guys so then he could, you know, have a better game, try and get them off their yeah. game. There's no question he he will do all those things. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, and I I just want to make sure that the Flyers don't have a like a come down because they're facing all these tough teams in the well, central. That's a trap and then, game. There's no question after coming yeah. up, the games are going to be that that will be a trap game. Like that is the, you know, mental exhale kind of game that exists. Right. You have to see how they handle it. And I don't know who um, Ottawa's going to put in net, but if they put in Matt Sogard, like he's, you know, he's off to a little bit of a rough start and that's fine. He's, a, you know, he's a prospect goalie. Still he's a little bit older than right. the regular one, but he's six foot seven. And you never know what a six foot seven can do to mess you up with your shots and your shot selection and everything else. As an example, if Owen Tippett's going to go down and try that, you know, move down the side and try and shove it short, short side. Well, it's a six foot seven guy. Now you're trying to do that with. Yeah. He can just like go check it away. Right. Like it's, it's not even going to be an issue. Yeah. That's a, a really good point. But uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully the flyers can maintain the level of play that they have uh, on Sunday against the Sens. Uh, then looking ahead to next week, the last games before the bye week, they're going to face a string of tough opponents in Tampa, Detroit, and Boston. So it does not let up before the break. No, no, it doesn't. And they'll be happy when the break is there. <laughs> I mean, they will. Everybody but Travis Konechny, who will have to go to the All-Star game, he'll be happy about that. Don't get me wrong, but he's just not going to get any rest. Um, right. But the other guys, yeah, they're going to be happy because, you know, there's already that illness that went through the team. We see the Couturier's possibly still nicked up. We don't fully know what's going to, you know, what his status is. And so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that it'll it'll be welcomed. Yeah. And I think, you know, ending that string of games uh, against the Bruins, who are just relentless, um, that is going to be a tough way to end a string of games. It is because you want to end with a win and they are going to do everything in their power to not let you win. And, you know, they're going to do it dirty and they're going to do whatever it takes. Marshawn's going to be there. And Marshawn is always a factor against the Flyers. Always. Yeah. Every single time. Um, you know, it, it does help that it's at home. So they'll be able yeah. to have that sense of comfort but it's also an afternoon game so love oh that's never great i know so actually everything's an afternoon game lately which is crazy yeah i know i know it's all kinds of weird but uh after that the flyers will have a, a little over a week off before um, then they will hit the road again and face yet another tough team in the florida panthers so it never ends. It never ends for the Flyers. But uh, I think that they figured out a way to be competitive in all of these situations. Yeah, they got to keep it up. But uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. All right. That will do it for today's show. Of course, on Monday, we'll recap the weekend games that we just talked about. We'll have our nemesis of the week as well. 
As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions, you can send them in via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.